0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Warning Guests of The Roy Green Show may experience the truth, being in the hot seat, and in some cases, crying.
1: The Roy Green Show continues on the Chorus Radio Network.
0: So one of the tweets that I uh, posted earlier today, $150,000 is high income annual salary rich from someone who passes most of the cost for $215,000 two-week vacation to taxpayers. Well, that's now getting some traction, that tweet. And earlier this week, I posted another tweet which had traction for a few days. There are sort of, kind of, English teachers are cringing, sort of, kind of connected, and we're going to get to that uh, tweet a little bit later in the hour when we're joined by Aaron Woodrick, the federal director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. A lot coming up on the show today. Uh, Gloria Allred will be with us from Los Angeles, famed lawyer who's, uh, she was in court Thursday, Representing Judy Huth, uh, who was 15 years of age when Bill Cosby allegedly took her to the Playboy mansion. And Judy Huth is um, alleging sexual impropriety. So Ms. Allred was in court on Thursday. She'll be joining us to talk about that. But uh, we're going to begin the hour with Jim Garner. He's a rancher in Alberta, and his ranch is the Rocking Heart Ranch. And I was reading about Mr. Garner and heard about Mr. Garner on... uh, Global, National and decided I need to get in touch with him because he lost his home, he lost his business to a wildfire. They were reduced to rubble after the Keno uh, wildfire ripped across his property on the Waterton Lakes National Park. We had a conversation uh, a couple of days ago. Jim, I have to say, I was, uh, I was amazed at your resilience and your determination to not be thrown off stride. And from what I understand, they, even with all of your losses, and they're considerable, they're huge, you had an auction planned today, and that's going on now, isn't it?
2: We're at it right now, Roy. We're in Fort McLeod at Midnight Stadium. And uh, I'm not going to be like politicians. I'll bet you we've got between 500. When I left the stadium, it was 500 people here, and the cars are backed up on the highway. Uh I don't know where we're going to put them all. I can only say to these people, thank you from the Garner family. We really appreciate your support. And, Roy, I've got some shockers for you today of people that, uh, and basically I want to set this record straight, Roy, right off the bat. There's a few people on the far left that have said I'm looking for a podium to preach from. I'm not Roy. I'm a 73-year-old rancher living beside the mountains, and I'm doing this to help my neighbors and help my community. That's all. I just want to see a fair deal for the people that got burnt out, us included, and we'll go from there, Roy.
0: Jim, has anybody from uh, the government level, anybody in a senior position in the government, either provincially in Alberta or federally, been in touch with you?
2: Well, this is the shocker, Roy. Get used to it because there's going to be a lot of shockers today, Roy. The only person to get in touch, and God bless them, was Shannon Phillips, the Minister of Environment phoned my daughter the other night and said, what can we do to help? I have heard from no other federal people. Uh, When I tell you the story, how close we come to dying in our bed, being burned to death, Roy, you will be shocked. There's so much to this story, Roy. I I don't know whether we can all get through it in an afternoon.
0: What happened, Jim?
2: Basically, here it is, as a nutshell. We were told at 7 o'clock on the night of the 11th that the fire was at on the website, the government website, the fire was at Cameron Lake and Red Rock Canyon, about 20 kilometers. I'm using rough numbers. 20 kilometers away, okay? Mm-hmm. At 10 o'clock that night, I'm sitting there watching the NFL football. game, the second one, my, my, we call him my watered son, Shamir Suleiman, who him and his mother own the Bay Shore Inn and some other businesses. In water. And he phoned me and said, Jim, will you go a mile down to Crooked Creek, which is east of my ranch, pick up our van, bring it back, and put it in your gravel pit with the big boats and everything else? Our gravel pit saved a lot of things in, from Waterton, okay, Roy? Right. And so I said, sure, I'll do that. So Angel follows me out. We never looked in the rearview mirror. We get down to the campground, and I want to publicly apologize to Larry, the guy that runs the campground. He's running around everybody. He says, the fire's at the park gate. And I won't say what I said. It wasn't very nice, and I apologize to you, Larry, on this radio station. I was wrong. You were right. So as I'm driving back home, now I'm a mile from the ranch when this is happening, I turn the corner and the flames are ten feet high coming at my ranch. Now this is a fire that's supposed to be twenty-five miles, kilometers away, Roy. What in the heck happened?
0: So that fire is less than a mile from your house, and the flames are ten feet high and it's moving.
2: No, it's within three hundred yards of my house. Roy, oh my go God! Back in the yard. And listen, nobody came to alert me. Well, I'll try and finish it as quick as I can, Roy. I don't want to bore anybody. But these are the facts. So we go home. We had time to put a tractor and one truck and trailer into the gravel pit to save it. By that time, the flames are 100 yards. I don't know what this is in meters. 100 yards from our ranch house. I said to Angel, we got to go. She grabbed her purse, the computer, and I took her and we headed on. I it. we left Dodge. As we drive out, the flames are entering our yard. Now, here's the shocker, Roy. On the way out, I have an individual. I'm trying to be politically correct, and I'm trying to keep all the emotions intact. It's not easy. He says, Jim, you better evacuate. And I said, really? I said a few other things, but and I said, get off my ranch. And we were leaving. We had no notification. If my son Shamir Suleiman had not phoned to get his vehicle, we would have been to bed, went to bed, and we wouldn't have made it out. So Thank I'm just Lord. thanking God my wife and I are here today. We've lost everything, a 50-year marriage. All the keepsakes
0: oh, not funny it isn't uh, I, I went through a fire five years ago, uh, not not as not as severe as as yours, but we lost just about everything, uh, so I have a sense of what you what you experience, but just the terror of this thing literally staring at you, and you know' it's, you know what it's going to do. you have one option to get out, and nobody's provided you with any uh, really significant advance warning none. Jim, uh, tell us, please, what you what, what have you lost in a broad Basically, sense?
2: Basically, we lost our two-story log home. On this, you've got to understand, Roy, we came here from Saskatchewan 31 years ago. There was a prairie trail into our yard, the shell of a log house. We built an apartment on there because we took care of my mom and dad and aunts and built a barn and arena. We lost 500 bales of feed. We lost our barn arena. We didn't lose any horses. Uh, my shop is still standing. Thank God for that. But the loss, Roy, uh, I would say we've got maybe a quarter, enough insurance to cover. Who insures their corrals and fences in this state? You try and find me one rancher that does that. So what I'm simply saying, Roy, is listen, this is not a podium. I'm here to help my neighbors, mm-hmm. help my community, and help ourselves. So here's some of the steps we're going to do. All right. A, a company, a legal firm in the town of Pincher Creek has offered to take up a community collection for everyone involved. This has nothing to do with us. Any money being donated will go to North and Company and Pierre Camo, who is the lawyer there, that will be taking care of this. It isn't set up yet. We're just starting into this. And he will take care and he will disperse the funds. There, nothing to do with us. So all the money coming in will go into one pot. The lawyers will, the legal firm will distribute it.
0: Did your, did your, uh, that's a great effort. And just uh, should do some crowdfunding as well, because I'm sure there are people across this country and beyond who would be inspired and want to help you. Um, talk, talk to us about what your neighbors uh, experienced as well. Did you have, do you have neighbors, Jim, who lost yes, similarly?
2: Yes, I, I have one right across the river, a young lady there, and I don't know what she had for insurance but I don't think she had very much. We've had a couple of others. We only just get into our ranches here in the last few days, and that was another story in its own. But anyways, I'm just going to give you an example of some of the outpouring. It's been unbelievable. Mm -hmm. We walk into Midnight Stadium today. The chairman of the board comes up to us. We've rented this facility for three three days. He said, Jim, there will be no bill.
0: Amazing. We had another
2: fellow come along with a truckload of alfalfa cubits, Tubes are on one of our trailers right now. People wanted to come out and help us rebuild. But now that we're talking about rebuilding, Roy, here's what's happening. Wednesday morning at 10 o'clock, I've called for a site meeting, and I'm bringing contractors in from Fincher Creek, carpenters, plumbers, electricians. The rebuild of Rocking Heart Ranch starts on Wednesday morning at 10 o'clock.
0: You can knock
2: us down, but we're not going to stay down.
0: I admire you. You're an inspiration for people.
2: Well, I'm an inspiration because I was raised by an Irish grandpa that survived the First World War that raised me, and I give him all the credit for the tenacity. And yes, I'll admit I'm a little on the tough side. I'm a nice guy, but uh, I'll tell you, I'm an, I, I consider myself just trying to help my neighbors and my community on this, Roy. And uh, that's all I'm trying to do. So if anybody wants to put a negative spin on, there will be the odd one, but I'm sorry, you're barking up the wrong tree. Uh that's basically where we're coming from Lloyd uh, Roy and I, I know I'm talking a lot I'm not I just trying to give you information
0: no, Don I appreciate that very much just you also so you, just
2: so you know a couple of things yep Monday morning I will be phoning the Minister McKenna's office in Ottawa asking for her to come out with not an entourage of government people I want her and one or two others to go with a couple of us ranchers around and see the environmental destruction the environmental footprint that's going to be left for many years in this part of the country, that we didn't start, Roy, right, okay? We never started this. Now, let's just talk reverse onus for a minute. Once
0: Jim, again. Jim, let me get you to just to hold on for a second, if you can.
2: Yeah, I, I'm here. Uh, I'm yours. All
0: right. I have to take a break, but we'll come back and we'll talk some more. Jim Garner is uh, the owner of the Rocking Heart Ranch in Alberta, and he's relating to us, as you can hear, uh, what is what happened when he lost his home and so much of his infrastructure to a wildfire and had nothing in the way of the kind of advance notification that Parks Canada should have provided, Mr. Garner insists, and is also calling for a public inquiry. I like this man. I like him a lot. We'll come back after this.
1: He's like a superhero
2: without the costume.
1: This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network.
0: Emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com, and uh, Twitter is at the Roy Green Show. Follow me there. I'm speaking with Jim Garner, the owner of the Rocking Heart Ranch uh, in Alberta. And, uh, Jim, the the manner in which you lost your home and lost your buildings never should have happened. Um, And as you're pointing out, you didn't get any advance or not nearly enough advance notice. You and your wife could have died quite easily if you hadn't. Just seen what was coming your way. What about the firefighters and the and the work that was being done by the uh, by the fire crews?
2: Roy, let me tell you, and I want to make this unequivocally clear: the Garner family and I believe everyone in Alberta has nothing but a great deal of admiration for the courageous young men and women that are out there fighting fires, whether they're on the ground, whether they're flying helicopters, or whatever. This is not about them. They have done their very best. I'm afraid where the blame lies is with the federal government and some of the senior fire people. And while we're talking about that, Roy, I have one question. I had a young man phone me late last night. I can't give you his name. He asked me to ask you one question, and he wants the answer from Parks Canada of this question come directly to you. I hope we're not imposing, Roy. Not at all. But okay, here's the question. In the year 19—this is unbelievable, I've got to read this—2017, did Parks Canada or any of their guys working for them, I'm reading his statement here, guys working for them, in the month of September or 48 hours before the fire got out of the park, did any of them use ignition, uh, aerial ignition, sorry, aerial ignition in the park? That's the question he wants, and his answer is he only wants a yes or a no. He doesn't want a long speech. Mm-hmm. Was there aerial ignition done in the national park preceding the fire that left the park? And that's that's, the, that's
0: that's the Waterton Lakes National Park.
2: That's the Waterton Lakes National Park, Roy. And I believe if that answer is if that question's answered correctly, it's going to open up a wildfire of its own.
0: Well, I'll certainly make my I'll, I'll certainly make my email available, Jim, for an answer from Parks Canada. Um, it's Roy at RoyGreenShow.com.
2: Thank you, Roy. I appreciate this. And I can't give you the young man's name because I think he's afraid, and I can't tell you what he's afraid of, but he can't have his name go public. So if they think this can be covered up, it can't.
0: How's your wife?
2: My wife is right beside me here, and uh, uh, she tells me she's doing real good, but... Uh, I'll let her tell you. Uh, I'm quite concerned. Here, Angel, Angel's right here, Roy. All right. I am fine, my dear.
0: Uh, hi, Angel.
1: Hi, hi uh, I'll be honest with you. Fifty years of our marriage and all of the very uh, specialties that our old folks brought with them, and what we've accumulated through the years is, uh, honestly, it's it's gone in it's gone in in flames. But. We've had the privilege of being able to teach all of our grandchildren all about hereditary, beautiful stuff that you can acquire, and they've learned a lot on the ranch, and that's, the, that's my main idea here is this. Close the door to the past. Lock the door. You've learned from it. Go on to the future. That belongs to you.
0: That's inspirational. You're inspirational. Jim is. You know, there are, so many, there are so many people who, when something negative happens, are lost in, woe is me, for far too long. You and your husband are rebuilding your ranch, you're helping your neighbors, you're helping your community. You want answers to questions that must be answered because of the loss you suffered. And yet here you are today, continuing with the auction uh, that you had planned, and the community is with you. So you really are a template and an example for the rest of us.
1: Well, thank you very much. I'll give you right back to my husband. All right, thank, thank you, Angel. Please. Take good care.
2: Well, Roy, uh, I don't know what else
0: much to. Well, say. what we'll do, Jim, is we'll stay in touch, okay. and uh, and you let me know how things are going and uh, what's what's been going on and what we'll have accomplished. You know, when you start with the, the, the with rebuilding, how that's going and who you will have heard from from the federal government, hopefully, in Parks Canada most definitively.
2: Well, Roy, and that's what it's about. I can't tell you how much I appreciate, and the Garner family and all my neighbors, thank you for phoning me to giving us the opportunity to share our story with you, the real story, the facts, and no cover-up, nothing sugar-coated. What you see in us is what you get. And once again, to the outpouring I had a family drop off a truckload of alfalfa cubes on one of our trailers here today, Roy. It's going on and on. The outpouring of generosity, Roy, is still baffling me. I'm, I don't know, maybe 50 calls behind on texts and phone calls. We can't give up. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much from the bottom of our heart. The Garner family. We will succeed. We'll be in the horse business. And right now, I'll bet you we, well, right now there's hardly room to park at Midnight Stadium in Fort McLeod. I cannot believe it. I'll bet there's 700 vehicles here right now. Wonderful. It's unbelievable.
0: And I'm just thrilled, and I'm honored because you listen to this program anyway.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm not a first. This is not a first-time thing because I believe in a guy like you. You call a spade a spade, Roy. That's why I've got the great deal of respect and admiration oh. for you. I'm just, I'm me, delighted. I don't like you. You'll know about
0: it. I'm thrilled that you listened to the show. Jim, thank you so much, and we'll stay in touch, and we'll find out what's going to be happening. And if anybody tries to uh, be less than fair to you, we'll expose it.
2: Thank you very much, Roy. I appreciate it. But on behalf of my neighbors, the community, and all the Garner family, thank you, Roy Green, for being the great man that you are.
0: Thank you, Jim. We'll talk again. All the best today. Bye-bye. Jim Garner, rancher from Alberta. Wouldn't you love to have him as a neighbor? just as a community member. What a special man and a special family. When we come back, it's all about a tweet. Stick around.